She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. How's everyone doing today? It's Monday. Ah, it has been a hot minute since I've done a small wonder episode. And I apologize for that. It just a lot, of, a lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. But for the time being, I think I'm going to... Definitely, it's going to be once a month. If I can get twice a month, I'll, I'll do my best. But I really see for the... For, until maybe next year, when things start to smooth out a little bit, I'll be able to get to it a little more frequently. So, Alright, well today I'm talking about Season 1, Episode 7, entitled The Lie. Jamie's parents don't believe him when he says that Harriet's cousin was the one who broke a teapot. Leave it to the robot and her tape recorder to save the day. I don't know who put George F. Well, it looks like Jorge F. Okay. This episode's got a 7.3 out of 10 based on 21 ratings. Alright, let's see. So we got... A cousin here who plays Norman. wonder if I've seen this dude in anything. He's played by David Glasser. So this, he's currently wor- Spy Kids Mission Critical? Oh, I guess it's got a TV show. How about that? I never watched Spy Kids. Um, I have that movie, Tulip Fever. I need to watch it one day. Let's see, what's he done here? No, I want to see what he's done acting-wise. I accidentally hit producer. All right. Let's see. See if I recognize. Okay, he was in Pee Wee's Big Adventures. BMX Kid. Never saw that. Saint Elsewhere. He was in two different. He was in two episodes as Norman. He comes back in season two. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Oh, he was in Silver Spoons in 19... Oh, in season five. I'm not there yet with the podcast. I'm almost done with season two, though. I will look for him in, uh... In that... Oh, he's in Webster. Dan Sil... Boots. He was a... I know my first name is Steven. He played Boots. Don't know who that is. Maybe he was one of those kids that, um... Kenneth Parnell took into the uh, the shed. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, alright, let's see if there's any, uh, any trivia. This episode was directed by Linda Day, writers Bud Grossman, written by, and Howard Leeds, the creator. Let's see. Trivia, no trivia. Let's see. Goofs. Vicky's tape recording of Jamie, Harriet, and Cousin Norman being played is different in that recording from how it was when the conversation was originally done. Well, thank you. I will look for that. Okay. October 19th, 1985 is when this episode aired. Filming locations. Fox Television Studios. 1999 S. Brundy 
something or other. So if you want to go see Fox Studios, if it's even still there, which it probably won't be, go for it. <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's waste no time. Let's jump right into this. I got the back of the DVD here. Let's see if it's any different. Jamie learns the value of consistent honesty when he can't convince his parents that he's not responsible for breaking a teapot. A teapot? Is this a teapot like Joan collects teapots or... She, it's one that she got as a wedding anniversary gift or a wedding gift or something like that. This teapot clearly has sentimental value, I'm guessing. I don't know, but I'm guessing it's going to be one of those two things. Let's find out. All right, so we come out of the intro and it looks like it's breakfast time. Joan and Ted are at the table and she is kind of dictating a grocery list as she says, put lettuce on the list. You know, I used to do that before I had my cell phone, and I could just, like, write and type in the notes section, or if you have shipped, which we no longer have a membership to that anymore, but we can still use the app to, like, put our groceries on it. It's just a lot easier than writing stuff down. Alright, Ted is going to go through the list. So, eggs, frozen orange juice, which probably means the kind that comes in a can that you put in a plastic container and you fill it with water. Cheese slices and peanut butter, English muffins, and hamburger. I wonder... Canned tuna. And she's like, a mink coat as he's writing it down. Like, <laughs> come on, Ted. Yeah, he's gonna stop and look at her like, really? A mink coat. Honey, I know you want this, but we can't afford it. He he does. He stops and he looks at her with a smirk on his face like, oh, that's sneaky. And she's like, not as sneaky as what some girls will do for a mink coat. And I'm like, uh, Joan, what are you implying? <laughs> of course this gets a laugh from the audience. So I'm gonna play this. Oh, I am putting lettuce on the list. Lettuce. 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 Okay, so far we need eggs, frozen orange juice, cheese slices, peanut butter, English muffins, and lettuce. And hamburger. And hamburger. Canned tuna. Canned tuna. A mink coat. A mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sneaky. Well, it's not as sneaky as what some girls do for a mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just drop those in the sink. Of course, while Ted and Joan are going over this list, Vicky is collecting all the dishes from breakfast, and Joan says just drop the dishes in the sink hence drop as in she didn't she did say drop but of course you know vicky takes things literally takes the stack of dishes and silver over boom pops it right in there <coughs> like oh well those are broken <laughs> you can add dishes and uh silverware to that grocery list which this has just got to be a type of grocery list. It's like we're just out of a few things. We can just run and go get them. This isn't a full-on pages amongst pages of a grocery list. Well, it's just the three, you know, it's just, you know, them and Jamie, who's like 11. So how much food is he going to really eat? Oh, no, she says just add paper plates to, to the list, which that's usually what Jeremy and I do. We will use paper plates for, like, lunch, but then for dinner, we'll normally use the regular plates, since it's just the two of us. And I'm the one in charge of the dishes, so I don't want a bunch of, paper, uh, a bunch of regular plates sitting in the sink. So, Ted 
is mansplaining. Like, honey, you have to get used to programming a robot. She takes things literally when you say certain words. Well, you're the tech guy, sir, not her. I don't know. She, she, she'd be taking a robotics class. Come on. Well, basically, he means by programming is just pick your words very carefully. And he's all like, uh, an android doesn't understand reason. As he says, Vicky, pour me coffee. And of course, she pours all that is in there. And it's more than a cup because that cup is now spilling over onto the little saucer underneath. And now it's drenching the tablecloth. Well, you know what, Ted? You put your foot in your mouth. Of course, Joan comes over with a uh, paper towel and says, Honey, you have to get used to programming a robot. Like, throwing that in his face. Like, see, dear, we're not all perfect like you. Man, a couple minutes have gone by and we haven't even seen Jamie yet. Spoke too soon. Why is there a wall with a plant? That is so weird because that would be their living room. There's like a... a plaster wall just right there as he comes in bouncing a ball. Which, of course, you know Ted is going to be like, Son, please, what have I told you about bouncing a ball in the house? So Jamie's like, Oh, I hope I didn't put you in a bad mood. He's like, No. And Ted's like, No, why? And Jamie's like, Well, I'd like to have a, a talk with you about my allowance. So Jamie's like, With the cost of living going up and everything like that, I'm saving for a bike, so I definitely need a raise in my allowance. And of course... Joan also adds how I need a raise in my allowance because I'm saving for a mink. I feel bad for Joan. I know this is the 80s and her husband is pretty much the breadwinner in the family. So she like has to ask him for money. And whereas I'm more like, I have a job and I can spend my money how I please. Well, within reason, of course. So it's just, it makes me feel bad for Joan that she has to go to her husband for money for stuff. That's, and and she, like the last time when she got some stuff for Vicky and she got a dress for herself, like, oh, here's a receipt, it's on sale. It's like, oh, Joan, I feel bad for you. <laughs> and of course, Jamie's like, Dad, come on, mine's cheaper. I'm just asking for a bike here. And PETA won't come after me because I'm getting a bike. <laughs> I can only hope that Ted's like, well, if you want to raise in your allowance, you are going to have to do more chores than what you're already doing to to account for you getting a raise. I'm not just gonna give you a raise in your allowance for doing nothing. I'm gonna play this clip. Hey, Dad! How many times have I told you not to play with that in here? I hope I didn't put you in a bad mood. No. Why? I'd like to have a talk about my allowance. What about your allowance? Well, with the cost of living going up, I sure need a raise, especially since I'm saving for a bike. Oh, and what about my allowance? I'm saving for a mink. Dad. Mine's cheaper. <laughs> Jamie, what makes you think the cost of living is going up? I mean, the government says inflation is down to only 4% this year. Who are you going to believe? Your own son or the Secretary of the Treasury? <laughs> I give it some serious thought, Jamie. Here, Vicky, put these in the wastebasket. So, of course, Jamie's like, hey, Dad, want to play a little one-on-one -on -one in the backyard? And gets shot down again. Well, Joan actually says, I'm sorry. Jamie, but your dad's playing one-on-one -on -one with me at the grocery store. And at first, when she said playing one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, whoa, TMI, TMI, Joan. But no, um, she needs him there 
Because apparently he needs to know what she's spending on groceries or something. <laughs> when Jeremy and I first moved into our first apartment, we went and got groceries together at first, and then eventually it just became an inconvenience to be able to get together and go out and do do that. So I just go by myself. There have been a couple instances where it's like, we can just go and get groceries together since we're doing this one thing and we can just hit the, you know, the grocery store after and stuff like that. So that's what's nice about going and getting groceries by yourself. You can sneak in whatever you want. <laughs> Granted, if Jeremy really wanted to see the receipts, he could probably just go online and uh, check the, the Meyer app. <laughs> So, Joan and Ted are heading out getting groceries, and Jamie's like, well, since you guys aren't available, can I teach Vicky how to play? And Joan's like, yeah, sure, but... And Ted adds, well, don't leave Vicky out there by herself, because, you know, Harriet. And Joan adds, yeah, especially with her parents and being as nosy as they are, we don't need them up our asses any farther than they already are. So Jamie takes Vicky, like, hey, Vicky, let's head out to the backyard, and... He starts bouncing his basketball, and his dad is like, "Hey, what have I told? What did I just say about bouncing that in here?" He's, Jamie turns like, "Oh, sorry, Dad. Bad habits are hard to break." Oh my God! He gets violent with Jamie. He's like, "If you, I'm just gonna play it." My God! Well, you can definitely tell that Jamie gets smacked on his ass from time to time. Follow you. Hold it. <laughs> what did I just say about playing with that in here? Sorry, Dad. Bad habits are hard to break. <laughs> well, if you don't break that bad habit before you break something in the house, I'm just liable to break something over your rear end. <laughs> His rear end gets the message. <laughs> the fact that he said, I will break something over your rear end, and then I love Vicky's comeback with his rear end gets the message as they go outside. So now we're outside. What is, is this a garage? Okay, I'm confused. Okay, when I open the door, I see that little treehouse. So they're by the garage, which we have not seen yet. Oh, wait, this is the side of the garage. It's across from the, uh, by the side of the treehouse. Gotcha, gotcha, because... The hoop is actually hung just above the door to the garage. And Jamie is demonstrating how to make a basket. He's like, all right, Vicky, you got all that? You put this basketball in that hoop over there. Some guys actually get paid a million dollars to do that. Some guys that are over seven feet tall. Oh, we got to hear uh, Vicky's uh, computing here with that money. Seven feet tall and a million dollars. So she breaks that down by in by inches. Now, you got all that, Vicky? And the idea is to put the ball in that hoop up there. In that hoop up there. Some guy seven feet tall get paid a million dollars just to do that. That computes out to $11,904.70 an inch. <laughs> hey, I think I'll start taking tall pills. Then maybe one day I can slam dunk. Slam dunk? That word's not in my memory bank. Well, that means that you dribble the ball like this, and then you jump way up in the air and slam the ball through the basket. Got it? Got it. Ooh, let's see this in action. Oh! <laughs> Holy cow! I don't believe it! You're a short, white, magic. 
Magic Johnson. <laughs> so yeah, Jamie shows her how to like explains what a slam dunk is, where you basically jump over the hoop and throw the ball in. And she does it, of course, it's done by special effects. And she's he and Jamie is like, Whoa, you're a short white Magic Johnson. <laughs> And Jamie's impressed, like, wow, if I could do that, I could be the first kid for, uh, to go pro from grammar school. Oh, here comes Harriet and her cousin Norman, I think. I love how Jamie's like, hi, Harriet. And then how Vicky kind of uh, does it or repeats same inflection as Jamie. This kid Norman is a fucking dick! Harriet's like, oh, here's my cousin Norman. He's like, hey. And Jamie's like, hey, you want to play a little one-on-one? And Norman's like, with who? And Jamie's like, with me. And he's like, you kidding, wimp? I'd wipe your ass with that ball. Oh, no, he called Jamie a shrimp. And Jamie's like, who are you calling a shrimp? And the kid's like, me. If you were a fish, I'd throw you back. What a piece of shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of my yard, you asshole. I'm gonna play this clip. This kid comes off like a real dick. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Harriet. Hi, Harriet. <laughs> this is my cousin Norman. Hi, hi. You wanna play a little one on one? With whom? With me. Are you kidding, Shrimp? I'd wipe you up. Who are you calling a shrimp? You. If you were a fish, I'd throw you back. <laughs> oh, yeah? If you don't want to play me, you can play my cousin Vicky here. And he's like, Norman's like, really, a girl? I'm going to play with a girl? You have lost it. And Harriet's like, yeah, he's definitely lost his marbles. Like, shut up, Harriet. So Jamie pulls out his dollar, and so does Norman. They hand the dollars to Harriet, like, hold the money. All right, we're going to play Vicky. We see her slam dunk. And Norman can't believe it. Like, what trick are you trying to pull on me? As Vicky comes back with the holding ball, holding the basketball, and says, White Magic Johnson. So, Jamie confidently pulls the $2 out of Harry's hand and says, "Eh." Norman's like, how'd she do that? That's not fair. It's not fair. Really? It's not fair? So Norman wants a chance to win his dollar back. Let's play a different game. And Jamie jokes like, hey, let's play high jumping. (laughs) Oh, Harriet gets Norman good. As Norman's like, you must think I'm stupid. He's saying this to Jamie. And Harriet's like, don't take offense, Norman. Everybody does. So they decide to play some space video game or something. This kid thinks he's a real hot shot. He's got... A sleeveless tank. And I'm thinking, you think you're real hot shit, kid. Sorry, I do not like Norman. 
Let me guess, he's gonna bounce that basketball right into the house. Oh, I see that teapot is right on the kitchen island, and we see Norman, like, slamming that ball into the floor. So Jamie gets a drink, and he sees Norman still bouncing that basketball, and Jamie's like, hey, don't do that in here, and Norman's like, do what? And Vicky's like, his father said not to bounce that ball in the house, and Harry's like, his dad's a hard nose, like... Well, let's just say he's better than your pussy father, <laughs> Harriet. So I'm going to play this clip as we're going to see this thing get broken. Norman's like, I'm not playing with it. I'm just bouncing it. Well, stop bouncing the fucking ball. Give me the ball. Okay, okay. Don't bust the gut. Oh, no. Now look what you've done. It's your fault. You should have caught the ball. Really, Jamie? Come on, Norman. I did you catch it. It's time. And it doesn't look like Clumsy here is going to feed us. <laughs> yeah. See you, Butterfingers. Butterfingers? That Norman's a real jerk. A real jerk. <laughs> look at this. My dad's going to kill me when he finds out. You're supposed to be smart. Stick my problem in your computer and see what comes out. I will evaluate the problem. Well, what's the answer? Your dad's going to kill you when he finds out. <laughs> so Norman does throw the ball across the kitchen island to Jamie, who catches it, but it slides right out of his hands and boom, hits that teapot that's on the kitchen island. So whose fault is it really? It's Norman's because he shouldn't have been bouncing the ball in the house. Jamie, why didn't you catch it? So uh, Harriet and Norman, they they bat moose. They get out of there. AS blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, and Jamie's like, well, I'm in for it now. My dad's going to kill me. Um, Vicky, can you compute how to get me out of this mess? And Vicky's like, your father is going to kill you. I thought she was going to say, your father is going to break something over your behind. <laughs> so, Jamie is up in his room. He's got a newspaper on his desk, and he's got the broken teapot, and he's gluing it together with what looks like a little uh, Q-tip on a stick with some glue. He's like, if Dad never finds out about this, I'm in the clear. And then he goes on to, oh, he tells Vicky to cross her fingers, and she does. He's like, Vicky, please, put your hands down, you're fine. And then he mentions about a time that he broke something of his mother's, and he was pretty rock solid. He didn't get in trouble for it. Oh, he broke his mom's antique lap, uh, lamp last month. Like, good grief, kid. He says when he glued the angel on the lamp back on the lamp, it was pigeon-toed and cross-eyed. Interesting. That glue is really dripping. <laughs> oh my god! Jamie says, I, I don't like lying to my parents, but I like child abuse even less. I'm like, oh my god, I'm playing this clip. This is getting dark. If this works, Dad'll never find out. Dad'll never find out. Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> Put them down, Vicky. Last month, I broke my mom's antique lamp, and I never got caught. I was lucky. Lucky? Yeah, because after I glued the pieces back together, the angel on the lamp was pigeon-toed and cross-eyed. 
really don't like lying to my parents, but I like child abuse even less. <laughs> lying is not in my memory bank. Oh, that's right. A robot wouldn't know about that. Well, you see, there are big lies and little lies, good lies and bad lies, and harmless little white lies. Little white lies? Yeah, they're called white because you don't end up black and blue where you're usually pink. <laughs> and blue or you're usually pink. <laughs> now, this is our secret, Vicky. You don't know anything about my gluing this teapot together. Got it? Got it. <laughs> Boy, this is strong stuff. Practically glued my fingers together. Hey, it'd work great on Harriet's mouth. <laughs> Harriet's mouth. So Vicky, of course, does not know what a lie is, and Jamie says there are two different kinds of lies. One's a little harmless white lie, and one's a giant lie, where my skin ends up black and blue instead of its normal pink color. Like, good! Oh my god! This was the 80s, I get it! We joked around like child abuse was funny or some crap? Really? Oh! Just looking back on it now, I mean, I'm sure I probably laughed at this as a kid, but it's like, my god, this is dark. Um, Jamie comments on how strong that glue is, and he makes a joke about how he could glue Harriet's mouth shut. Like, <laughs> and of course, Vicky laughs at that too. Why do, okay, so we come back from commercial, we get the small wonder logo on the screen, we're in the kitchen. My guess is that glue is not going to hold. Like, if it's got something hot in there, it's not going to hold. And it's going to, like, break apart. That's what I'm guessing is going to happen. So, Joan puts down a plate of, like, eight pieces of different kinds of toast. And Ted's like, mmm, that looks good. I'm thinking, what has Vicky got on her plate? She can't eat? It's just for the illusion? I mean, they all know she can't eat. Oh, because she's forking. She's just putting that fork in her mouth with nothing on it. Like, she's mimicking what they're all doing. Okay, there is nothing on her plate. I thought there was a piece of egg on her plate. But no, it's bread that's on that plate that's close to it. So it almost looks like it's on there. Because at first, like, did she eat that egg? It, no, there's nothing on the plate. And Ted's like, what are you doing, Vicky? Well, Joan taught her to do that. And I'd be like why just the illusion so if someone walks in it looks like your kid's eating nothing they're eating air i'm gonna play this clip this is getting really agitating because joan says i feel guilty when she's just sitting there watching us while we eat that i feel better if she's mimicking us eating and ted again is like honey you gotta stop this she's a robot she doesn't have feelings what are you doing vicky Oh, I taught her to do that. I feel so guilty when we're eating that she just stands there and watches us. Honey, you have to stop thinking of her as a child. Oh, are those Robots sandwiches? Don't eat. Yeah, she'd goop up her all inside. Those are sandwiches and they're stuck there like toast. You know she can't eat and I know she can't eat. But does she know she can't eat? I goop up my whole insides. <laughs> You see, honey, there's no point in whispering. Her hearing sensors can pick up two ants fighting over a bagel crumb. <laughs> Vicky, you can stop eating. You're all filled up. I'm all filled up. 
boy, she'd make a cheap date. I, I, I thought that was just a bunch of toast. I thought it was breakfast. So this is what, lunch then? But because Jamie is taking some bread, putting it on his plate, and it's too slimed to get. I'm like, okay, those are sandwiches because he's taking two. I'm like, why is he taking four pieces of toast? Like, no, it's sandwiches. It's clearly lunchtime. He's like, honey, robots don't eat. You got to stop thinking of her as a child. He says this every single episode, at least once. At least once every single episode so far. He said that to his wife because she can't understand. And Jamie's like, yeah, she just goop up her insides. And that, okay, that's what um, Vicky whispers at the uh, end of the scene. I didn't hear that part from Jamie. Gotcha. I thought she came up with that on her own. So Jane puts a, a hand on Ted's shoulder. And she's still got that fork in her hand. She's like, you know she can't eat. I know she can't eat. But does she know she can't eat? And of course, Vicky's like, I'd goop up all my insides. <laughs> and Ted's like, honey, you don't have to whisper. Vicky could hear two ants fighting over a crumb of a bagel. A bagel crumb. Because she whispers that, I goop up my whole insides. Yeah, her hearing sensors are that good. She could probably hear what's going on in the Brindle's house next door. So Ted's like, Vicky, you can stop eating. You're all filled up as she uh, puts her fork down. You know what I know? I think that's one of the most annoying, irritating sounds is the tins of a fork hitting a plate. Con like, scraping. <laughs> ding! 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 Ugh! 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 Can't. I don't, I don't like it. And she says, I'm all filled up, as Jamie's like, wow, she make a cheap date. So apparently they forgot to put coffee on the grocery list, because she, at first she's like, Ted, you want some coffee? It's like, yeah, sure. Coffee at lunch? Isn't that kind of a breakfast thing? I don't know. Maybe You can have coffee at any time of the day. It doesn't necessarily, okay. Um, but of course, they that's one of the things they forgot. That is probably an essential in their household and she forgot see joan you were thinking about that mink coat dreaming about it fixated on it to the point where you're like i forgot one of her most basic essentials in the household <gasps> coffee oh no so she's like would you rather have tea instead she grabs the teapot jamie is right out of his chair like oh no dad you don't want tea immediately trying to dissuade him and Ted is suspicious. He's looking at us and I'm like, what in the world has gotten into you? And Ted just looks at him like, why not? Why don't I want, want tea? And Jamie's like, uh, it's not good for you. It'll make your teeth fall out. Yeah, right. And Ted's like, where did you hear a crazy thing like that? And Jamie's like, uh, from some kid without teeth. And Ted's like, oh, right, okay. So Ted is like, you know, I'll take a chance if you will, dear. And she's like, okay. And he's like, give me a kiss. And he's sticking his tongue out and he's putting his lips over his teeth to pretend that he's toothless. I was like, ew, don't, ew. <laughs> so Jamie sits down and says, I still think you're making a big mistake. And he's really worried that this thing is just going to fall apart when they pour it. It might not. We don't know. If Jamie doesn't want to get caught with this whole... He should have making a big deal about this damn teapot. I would have not said anything and, and you know, kept my mouth shut. 
the fact that you're so freaked out, like, oh, there's a lot of caffeine in tea. It makes me nervous. I'm just nervous looking at that teapot. It's like, stop. You gotta have a poker face, kid. That's how you're gonna get away with it. You keep your damn mouth shut. You don't have any interest whatsoever in that teapot. The more interest and more attention you give it, the more suspicious your parents are gonna get. So I'm gonna play this clip as Ted asks, like, hey, were you able to teach uh, Vicky a little one-on-one? -on -one? Oh, were you able to teach uh, Vicky to play one-on-one? -on -one? Yes, I can slam dunk. Slam dunk? I'm a short, white, magic Johnson. <laughs> this I've got to see. Great idea. Let's all go out and watch your slam dunk now. Jamie, sit down, finish your lunch. We'll do it later. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm imagining things. Or is that teapot leaking? You're imagining things. <laughs> it sure is leaking, honey. It sure is leaking, honey. <laughs> understand it. I just bought it. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. It's falling apart. Well, no, falling apart. Well, no wonder. This thing was glued together. They sure don't make teapots like they used to. I have a feeling this teapot became defective after it was sold. What do you know about this, Jamie? Me? What do you know about this, Vicky? I don't know anything about Jamie gluing the teapot or his fingers together. Crap! Vicky! I don't suppose it was hit by a basketball by any chance. Well, you could pay by any chance. Now, what has your father told you about playing ball in the house? I wasn't. Now, I admit that I glued it together, but it was Harriet's cousin who broke it. Harriet's cousin? A kid named Norman, right, Vicky? A kid named Norman. I am surprised at you, Jamie, trying to put the blame on some innocent kid next door. Well, if you don't believe me, ask him. I'll just do that. He'll just do that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you heard me freely. Whoa, I was not expecting that teapot to just, boom, break apart like that. But when hair, um, when Jones said it looks like the teapot is leaking, is it just me? And Jamie's like, uh, yeah, it's just you. <laughs> immediately it breaks apart and they notice it looks like it was just glued together like it had broken and been glued together and of course Jamie's like oh maybe it was defective like when you bought it they don't glue things like they should and Ted immediately he looks like he wants to pound Jamie into the floor I'm fearful for Jamie's safety right now <laughs> Ted immediately clues into this, and he is like, hmm, looks like somebody probably hit it when they were playing basketball in the house, and Joan's like, what did your father tell you about that? And of course, Vicky gives Jamie away. Yeah, it looks like someone glued it together and then got his fingers stuck together. And, uh, oh, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. So Jamie's like, I'm innocent. It was Harriet's cousin, Norman. And then... Ted, who's never met Norman, I'm sure, is like, why would you blame some innocent kid? And he's like, why don't you call Norman and find out? Ask him yourself. And Ted gets up, he's like, fine, I'll do that. And he goes over to the address book, looking for the Brindles number. Just walk over there. They pop into your house plenty of times. Just show up unannounced on their doorstep. And I put it under P for pissed. <laughs> Here it is. Hello, Harriet. 
This is Mr. Lawson next door. Do you or your cousin Norman know anything about a broken teapot over here? I see. Thank you, Harry. Well, what'd she tell you? The truth? Yeah. You know something? That Harry is a sweet little kid. She said they don't know anything about a broken teapot. That sweet little kid's lying. <laughs> Go to your room, Jamie. But, Dad... Go to your room and stay there. We'll talk about this later. Yes, sir. If I'm lying, may I be hit by lightning on this very spot? Stand back, honey. <laughs> See? I'll say one thing for him. He's got guts. Jamie, I think we just solved the mystery of my lamp with the cross-eyed angel. And the pigeon touts. <laughs> now, one broken thing at a time. Can I at least take my dessert with me? I promise I won't enjoy it. <laughs> well, all right. Ah, here you go. Thanks, Oh, Mom. come on. And I'm telling you, I'm not lying about That's the teapot. That's a huge piece. Oh, my. So, of course, as suspected, Harriet lies her little ass off. She's not going to tell him the truth. And when he gets off the phone, Jamie's like, oh, good, Harriet. Because he doesn't know that she didn't tell the truth. Like, oh, whew. And Ted's like, no, they don't know anything about a basketball and a teapot. Like, oh, crap. I like how Joan had mentioned that she put the brindles under P for pest. <laughs> That's smart. So Ted sends Jamie to his room. Of course, Jamie's like, if I'm lying, let lightning strike me now. And of course, Ted's like, all right, honey, you might want to get back for this. There's no lightning. This kid isn't lying. <laughs> but then again, he's probably told a crap ton of lies in his time. So of course, Ted and Joan are automatically going to assume that he is guilty. And he's, he even weasels his way into taking his dessert with him to his room. And this piece of pie he's got on a plate, it's as, it's as big as an adult person's hand. It's huge. Because also, uh, uh, it's let slip that he also broke the lamp, which, of course, Joan must have realized at some point. Like, if you broke this, then I'm sure you broke the other thing, like my lamp. So I'm going to play this clip as Vicky continues spewing all of what Jamie said upstairs while he was working on gluing this teapot together. Especially about the different kinds of lies and making sure he's not black and blue where he's normally pink. There are big lies and little lies. <laughs> Good lies and bad lies and harmless little white lies so you don't end up black and blue where you're usually pink. <laughs> Knock it off, Vicky, all right? Knock it off. Oh. <laughs> all right, you go to your room, too. I don't have a room, but I'll go to my cabinet. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was just an inexpensive teapot. Joan, that's not the point. He has to learn that he can't get away with these things. This time he has to be punished. Well, I suppose you're right. Well, what do you suggest? Um, send him to bed without his dinner? That won't work. Why not? I'd sneak food into him. <laughs> Me too. No point in him having two meals in bed and none in here. Well, whatever punishment we decide, we have to go through with it. No giving in, no matter how pitiful he looks. Right, on one condition. What's that? That you stop looking so pitiful. <laughs> 
So, Ted's had enough of Vicky. Like, Vicky, go to your room. She's like, I don't have a room, but I'll go to my cabinet. So, Joan and Ted kind of discuss, like, how do we want to punish him? Like, we could send him to his room without dinner. And Ted's like, no, that won't work because I'll probably sneak something up to him. And Joan's like, I would too. And there's no point in him eating in his room twice. And it's just, they don't want to, they feel guilty for having to punish him. Like, it makes them feel bad. Probably they feel like bad parents. We cut to Jamie's room and he is going to town on this. That pie looks so good. Oh, I want some. So Vicky comes into the room and Jamie gets up. Like, Vicky, come here. Because she's ready to go to her cabinet. So she comes out, shuts the doors to her cabinet, walks over to him. And he's like, do you realize how much trouble I am in? I thought he was going to blame her for blabbing. He's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 12. And she's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 12 doesn't compute or something to that effect. So Jamie, Jamie figures the only way that his parents will get easy on him if he reminds them that his birthday is next month. Will we see him celebrate this birthday? Probably not. It might not come back. And Vicky's like, when's your birthday? And Jamie's like, seven months from now? Like, yeah, we won't be seeing that. Alright, Joan and Ted come up. Let's find out what this punishment's gonna be. When is this tape recording that Vicky had played of Norman and Harriet in the kitchen? When is that gonna come? It's gotta come into play sooner or later. Jamie, your mother and I have decided on your punishment. Before you tell me what it is, can I say something? What? He helps to make it to his next birthday. <laughs> Sounds like a reasonable enough request. I'd just like you and Mom to keep in mind all the good things I've done for you in the short but loving time I've been with you. Such as? Well, there's a time I, I, uh, uh, the other time, uh, no. Well, remember when I stopped wetting my bed? No, but I sure remember when you started. Hey, I know. How about the time I cleaned up the garage without even being asked? Two days before Christmas. <laughs> well, how about the way I cleaned up my room last week? Well, you had to so you could find your bed. <laughs> you really know how to hurt a guy. We sure do. For the next two weeks, you are coming home from school, you're going straight to your room. There will be no television, no basketball in the backyard, and no allowance. No allowance? that affect the raise you were going to give me? Let me put it to you this way. If you were older, you could declare bankruptcy. <laughs> Why don't you just line me up against a wall, blindfold me, and then shoot me? Well, because you might ask for a last cigarette, and we don't want you smoking. <laughs> but gee whiz, I... Not another word, Jamie. But, Dad... I do not want to hear one word out of you. Got it? Got it. What's the word? Be quiet. That's two words. <laughs> so before Ted lays out this punishment, Jamie's trying to recall all these good times, like when he stopped wetting the bed and when he had to clean out the garage two days before Christmas. And uh, let's see, uh, when he cleaned his room and Joan's like, well, you had to clean your room because you couldn't get to your bed. So, Ted's like, alright, here's what's gonna happen. 
for the next two weeks, you're coming home straight from school. You're going straight to your room. You're not going to have any TV. You're not going to have any basketball. And you're not having an allowance. Jamie even has the gall to like, oh, does that include my raise? You were never getting going to get a raise, kiddo. <laughs> no way. So Ted's like, put it this way. Think of it this way. If you're older, you could declare bankruptcy. And D Jamie just wants to explain himself and everything about the truth of what happened. Ted is not, he doesn't want to hear it. Like, not another word. And Vicky's like, what's, what's the word? And he tells her to, uh, like, shut up or be quiet. And she's like, that's two words. <laughs> this does suck for Jamie, I mean, because he is telling the truth. But then again, it almost goes back to the boy who cried wolf with, when the boy who's herding sheep and he's like wolf 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 and the villagers come running and he's messing with them, like there was no wolf and then the time a wolf does come well he's up shit creek so Jamie this just I don't I don't know what to do Vicky where's your tape recording of this thing that happened in the kitchen I think it's about time you play that message so Jamie gets off his up off his bed and he's kind of pacing and he's like wow no basketball no tv no allowance it's hard to be a kid these days and he's like hmm i think i'll show them by not eating and vicky's like people who don't eat starve to death so what he wants to go on a hunger strike come on so jamie's like all right fine i won't eat between meals yeah right so, Jamie decides to use Vicky's tape recorder and make a message to his dad. He's not running. Jamie, you're not running away again, are you? Because you already did that. I gotta be honest, guys. This episode is kind of a dud for me. <laughs> um, it's really just cut and dry. I am recording... <laughs> What do you want, Harriet? They really stack it to you, huh? You Jamie, I'd be happy to bitch. tell your old man the truth that I broke the pot. <laughs> it only cost you ten dollars. Ten dollars? That's not nice, Norman. He's in terrible trouble. Do it for only five dollars. <laughs> okay, I'm all hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have five dollars, Norman, but I have something else. What's that? Would you like some pie? Sure would, as a down payment. You got it. Yes, Jamie! Woo! I'm allergic to chocolate! Good, I hope you die. Okay, let's get back to my letter, Vicky. You can proceed. I have been recording. You mean, you taped everything that was just said? I did. Holy cow, do you know what this means? It's going to be a long letter. <laughs> so, of course, who pops up at the window? Not just Harriet, but her dumbass piece of shit cousin Norman. You fucking bastard. And they're all like, wow, looks like you're in deep. I bet I could uh, get you out of this if you pay me $10. Like, he's got $10. And Harriet's like, come on, Norman. Just make him do it for ten for 5 like, whatever. I got a soft heart. You do not. You're a troll, Norman. So, Jamie's like, alright, here. Have some. I got something for you. You want some pie? And he's like, yeah, I'll take that as a down payment. And of course, 
Jamie, I knew he was going to shove that in his face. But I'm like, I can't remember. Did he take the fork off the plate? <laughs> like, here, while I'm at it, let's stab you in the eye with the fork. But he, Norman's like, oh, no, I'm allergic to chocolate. Good. I hope you die. I don't like that kid. He's a piece of garbage. Um, luckily, they go bye-bye. And Vicky's been recording this whole time. Which is surprising. I thought she had originally recorded, which, I mean, I guess being she's a robot, you gotta tell her when to do things. She's not just automatically going to do them. Like, oh, you've been recording even though I didn't tell you to record? Alright, well, but hey, this works. He's like, you recorded this whole thing. This whole time. Hells yes. Thank you. Vicky, come with me. We're gonna go see my parents. And I'm gonna be in the clear. Please, please, please. I mean, I do say Jamie's kind of a turd a lot of the times, and yes, this is only the, uh, what, seventh episode of, uh, season one, but he's actually semi-redeeming himself, at least just for this episode. So, now Joan and Ted are kind of, they're in the kitchen, they're beating themselves up, like, hey, do you think that we were too hard on Jamie? And Ted's like, it's not his, it's not our fault, I mean... He's the one that broke the T-Bot, but yet we feel guilty for punishing him. Well, if you think about it, he's their only child and everything. And I'm sure no parent really wants to have to punish their kid. Joan, of course, is like, well, maybe we'd feel better if we stopped watching TV for two weeks and you stopped my allowance. Alright, here we go. Hopefully, uh, Jamie is going to be in the clear because he's got something important to say. <laughs> Mom, Dad! I thought I told you to stay in your room. Yeah, I know, but please, Dad, you gotta hear this. Okay, Vicky, play back what you recorded. What's the matter? I am rewinding. I'm warning you, Jamie, if this is a trick. No, honest, Dad. Ready, Vicky? Ready, this is a recording. together and I hadn't warned you so many times we might have believed you. Lying only leads to more trouble, Jamie. Yeah, I can see that. I was a real dummy, all right. I'm so glad you invented Vicky, Dad, and that you're a genius. It's not necessary. You're off the hook. I'd sure be lost without you, Vicky. That's not necessary. You're off the hook. <laughs> Jamie has Vicky play back the tape, and he's pretty much in the clear. However, Ted says, if you hadn't have broken that lamp and lied all those other times, they're basically trying to tell him, you need to not lie. We now understand that you told the truth, but you really need to watch yourself from now on. Like, don't worry, you're in the clear this time, Jamie. It's fine. You're off the hook. Aww, and it was cute. I thought this was a cute ending. The credits roll, it's almost like they're breaking character. Like, 
Jerry Seprian, who plays Jamie, is, like, kind of hanging over the back of a chair and, like, saying something to, uh, Marla... Is it Pennington, I think her, her name is? I don't I'm kind of wondering, like, what is he saying? Because he's clearly not in character. Maybe they were in character and you just couldn't hear the dialogue due to all the audience clapping and everything, so. But overall, I thought it was a cute episode. I think I'll give this one... mm, I'll give it a 3 out of 5, so that's average for me. I didn't like Norman. He was a piece of shit. um, And he showed his true colors. Luckily enough for Vicky to record it. So I got Jamie in the clear. Um, I don't know. The talk of child abuse I didn't like. But then again, like I said, this is the 80s where they talked freely about getting spankings and, you know, their skin becoming black and blue from a beating or whatever the hell. It's like, good grief. But, um... Yeah, the three things I like, I thought it was kind of cute with uh, the grocery list, how um, J- Jane, or June, oh my goodness, uh, wanted to add a mink coat to that list, and Ted originally added it, and then he looked at her. Um, let's see, what else did I like? I thought it was cute with Vicky, like, miming eating. And then she she whispered, like, uh, I just, like, gumple stuff up in my stomach or whatever the heck Jamie had said. I thought that was funny. And Jamie throwing, pushing that pie into Norman's face was the, that was the cherry on top. I loved it. Like, thank you, that kid is a piece of garbage. So as I said, um, with this podcast, it's gonna pretty much right now just be once a month. For the time being, just with everything else I got going on, and then hopefully by next year it'll move to you know twice a month. We'll we'll just see with the Growing Pains podcast and everything like that. Um, speaking of the Growing Pains podcast, I think I said in the past episode of uh, the last Growing Pains episode I did for this being the month of Carol, we are going to focus on um, the next episode, which is going to be out next week. And I think we're just going to do two Growing Pains episodes a month. I know I said I'd do a full month of it, but it's just everything else going on. And I have so many other things that we're just going to focus on the two for now. And then that way in the new year, I'm going to mix things in 2020. I know that's a long ways off from now, but I will be just playing, you know, random whatever episodes and stuff like that. But I will definitely be getting to... Even later this year, once I get through, um, we still got a couple episodes for June is, you know, Luke Brower. I believe July is going to be Mike. August, I think I have an episode from Jason and Maggie. Or is that September? No, uh, Chrissy. The birth of Chrissy. And then there's another episode about Chrissy from season seven. Um... And then I think September is going to be an episode of Jason and an episode of Maggie. And then from there, we're just going to uh, do random episodes here and there. Because I know I have a list of episodes that I picked, but we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun and just do whatever. And that's gonna be the thing for next year. I'll do some of the ones I have that are I have listed in my episode list, and 
do that. So, all right, it's going to take me a bit, you know, to get through season one of Small Wonder and stuff like that. But I just, I got so many things, guys. I'm, most people just do one podcast and I kind of bit off more than I could chew. But like I said, I enjoy these episodes of Small Wonder. It was so long ago that I watched these shows in syndication that a lot of this stuff, when I like, oh, I bet this is going to happen, and then it doesn't or something. So I'm just guessing, and I'm just, you know, watching the episodes. So I hope that you guys enjoy enjoy um, reliving this with me. So, all right. So the episode for June is going to be the bully episode. When a bully begins extorting money from Jamie and his friends, Ted attempts to teach Jamie how to fight. This episode aired on October 26th, 1985. Alright, so the one thing about this episode, the bully that's coming up, the bully has played a bully in a lot of different shows. If you remember the Wonder Years episode, Fate? No, no, was it Fate? Yes, I'm absolutely right. Season 2, episode 12, Fate. The one with Winnie's so upset at him, Kevin tries to get back on good terms with her by confronting Eddie Panetti, the school bully, for going into her locker. The plan backfires when he realizes that Winnie is now seeing Eddie. Winnie, what the fucking fuck? Um, the boy who plays Eddie, let me find him on here. His name is Robert Jane, J-A-Y-N-E. He's been in a lot of things. A lot of stuff. Let me see if I can get here. Um, 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 uh. He played a character named Butch in a movie called The Promise of Love. Um, a lot of TV movies. My goodness. Uh, St. Elsewhere. What's a manimal? Man- man- ew. That sounds gross. Um, Webster. I'm sure he played a bully in this episode. Let's see. Uh, okay. I don't know. I've never seen Webster. Uh, Highway to Heaven. Does he play a bully in this episode? Uh, uh, I don't know. This is life. Uh, oh, he was in Love Boat. TJ Hooker. Different Strokes. Five episodes as Ricky. Let me guess. Is this get a bully? Whoa. Zero tolerance, Paul. Oh, this is on alcohol. Um, Different Strokes. I'm currently watching Different Strokes. Um, Oh, wow. This is season seven. Holy moo. Who's that kid? That kid looks familiar. Did he play on... Um, um, Let's see here. Oh, maybe he doesn't. Never mind. Um, oh, that might be him. Are they drinking that out of a thermos? <laughs> I have not. I'm uh, still on season one of Different Strokes right now. I'm watching like an episode a night. Um, he was in the A-Team. Our House. Um, Hill Street. Perfect Strangers. Fast Eddie Harris. Okay. Um, who's the boss? He played Walter. I remember that episode. He's kind of bully. Ish, in a way, he kind of ropes Jonathan into 
being a little baddie himself with a bandana, spiky hair, jean jacket, stuff like that. Let's see, what else? Small one. He was in three episodes. He played three different people. Holy crap. Um, Kidograms. He played Eddie, or he played Ernie slash Stanley. So he's in season one as Ernie, and then season two in Matchmaker, Matchmaker as Stanley, and then I'm guessing he's a reoccurring character as Stanley in an episode of season four. Um, Eddie Panetti. Charles in Charge. Oh boy. This kid is definitely got- He played in an episode of Party of Five? Who the hell was he in this? Good sports. Oh, he's probably like a play, uh football player of, of um, Bailey's football team. Um, he was in Baywatch. He's probably a friend of Hobie's. I never sang for my legal guardian. Okay. He, was a, he played Jeff. What's this episode about? Okay. Yeah, I'm sure this is all boring to you guys. You don't have to listen if you don't want to. He was in a bunch of Tremors films. Oh my goodness, this dude. He was in B-movie? Oh, good God. Uncredited B number four. Okay. Well, you do what you can. Oh, the last thing he ever did was in 2015's Mythica the Necromancer and then Mythica the Dark Spore. He plays Pyragus Malister? Good for you, buddy. You were getting work. That's great. Maybe he's moved on to, like, um working behind the camera or stuff. Sometimes I think, like, oh, that actor's not doing anything. Maybe they just aren't, you know, in the industry anymore. But then again, who knows? If they have producer credits or they have, like, other credits, like they're, like, an electrician or something. Like, the guy who um played Alan Anderson on Punky Brewster, I think he is, like, an electrician or works behind the scenes of movies and stuff like that, so... Alright, so that is on the docket for the month of June. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye. Oh, right. Uh, If I haven't already said this, you can follow along on Facebook at She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder Podcast on Facebook. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. You can email about any of the podcasts from the Wonder Years, Mr. Belvedere, Growing Pains, Small Wonder, stuff like that. So, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.